itchy itchy leg itchy itchy leg i've got an itch on my leg 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 it's good it's on your leg it's good that it's on my leg if it was on another part of me then it might be i don't know herpes (laughs) (laughs) possibly but you could buy cream for that you can buy cream for that all good but shit that shit never goes away it's with you for life like what you do in vegas it's with you for maybe you got it in vegas it's a possibility hey does that cancel it out then no <laughs> it makes it all the more apparent in fact oh. ladies and gentlemen welcome to the no holds barred podcast episode number 25 holy crap it's the holy crap not our silver anniversary because silver anniversary is 50 what's a 25 it's like bronze? a di- no it's like a i don't know it's a could be bronze what'd you get me um you fail <laughs> Here, I have a can opener. Sweet, I have a fucking can <laughs> opener, which is not bronze, but it's some kind of metal, so I suppose that probably yeah, counts. There, there you go. Exactly. So No Holds Barred, episode 25. Uh, and you'll last know. Last Fan Standing. And yeah, and Last Fan Standing, really, because if you follow us, which, God, hopefully you do, uh, <laughs> we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, um, or I guess it's just been two weeks. Yeah. We just, we kind of took last week off, uh, so 20... Maybe it is. Um, so so you know. So we took uh, so we took last week off. We just didn't uh, schedules couldn't couldn't. No, mix, I was busy with work, and you were busy with work. Exactly. And so where you been, was man? Busy, busy. Yeah, well, everybody was busy, busy. Where you been, man? Where am I been? Where you been, man? I've been in Liverpool. You've been in Liverpool, working and drinking. <laughs> not in that order and drinking and working drink exactly i'm just like welcome to rogers what the fuck do you want you want to fuck you go five dollars get out of here uh yeah so so that's what nick's been doing getting drunk and going to work the moral of this podcast work is easier when you're loaded so yeah, Nick was busy. Uh, Nick's busy with work. I've been busy with work, getting a lot more shifts at the old bookstore sweatshop, which is kind of nice. Money is always good. Yeah, money is always good. Exactly. So, uh, so we just couldn't make it work last week, but motherfuckers, we are back this week with a, an extra long, double wide trailer Hickville version of yeah, <laughs> yeah Hick Hickville. Apparently, we're gonna we're just gonna be total. Total ding, 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 ding. Exactly. You got a pretty oh. mouth. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Everything. Everything there was bad, but a yuck just made it so much worse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So before we get uh, before we get assaulted by the hillbillies that are going to run through the door, it's time for the podcast tradition of opening the drinks. Uh, of course, I. Nick's Nick's rocking his Guinness like he was uh, on the last podcast because yeah. Guinness is a, it's, it's a thing the, of beauty. It is. Uh, I, I I'm I'm glad you say said that it was a thing of beauty except because last time you said it was just good. Yeah, last time I was like, no, nah, it's good, and you're like, no, it's the best. I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> you remembered indeed that's how it happens uh i'm being a bit of a sissy i'm only drinking pc cola but i brought down an assortment exactly of uh material but uh i've been feeling so fucking hyper and wired today that i don't think i'll need alcohol really so <laughs> no worries about that we'll get nick half sauced and that's when 
the, the, the real gold from Nick oh. Stevenson happens to come out, which we're going to talk about a little bit on this podcast, a little bit of drunk talk from our own resident Stevenson here. But without further ado, let's crack the drinks. Yay. Oh, listen to that widget spin. Mm. Nick definitely swam, bam, thank you, ma'am, this microphone there when he was opening his can. But one of us does that. Uh, one of us does that once a week. The mic needs some love too. It's true. Before we get any further into this clusterfuck of a podcast, we got to acknowledge the couple of viewers that we actually have. Thank God we actually get live viewers now because nobody pays attention to us on YouTube anymore. So it's thank like God, we're not even there. I know. So thank God we actually get live viewers, which is great. Uh, I want to acknowledge Geo, good old Geo from Geo Knows on YouTube and GeoKnows dot one of the best uh, football prognosticators on the internet go check out his website geonose.com for all your football picks take the man's money so we want to acknowledge geo and we also want to acknowledge that wrestle guy which i get the distinct feeling is cody nodding um (laughs) just just because it seems that that just seems like the most likely choice uh another guy that does youtube uh videos uh based around football uh, Chris Carter, I think, is also going to be stopping by at some point uh, on the podcast to check in. But we've actually had quite a little bit of chat already going in the um, in the chat stream, which I just kind of want to quick get to before we get to anything else in the podcast. Okay. So uh, that wrestle guy, who again we have to assume is Cody Nodding, comes in and says uh, in in a Kevin Nash voice, "Sweet," and then says, "Ouch, tore my quad typing that." Which is, that's pretty much what Kevin Nash does. So, basically, he wakes up in the morning, throws his back out. Uh, <laughs> then he proceeded to ask, why is the freezer door always open? Which is a question which that's is asked almost every podcast. Every podcast. Yeah. If you ever come on and watch the live stream of us doing the podcast, behind us is an old refrigerator, and the freezer and refrigerator door are always open. Once again, to clarify... The fridge has not been operational in almost a year, so that's why the door is always open, but the lights are not on. Fair enough? It's just like my sex life. The door is open, but the lights aren't on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 I, I thought you were going to reference that in a different light. <laughs> what, the, the fridge or my sex life? <laughs> No, Both? the door's open, but no. Oh, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, light, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Yeah. Smack. Moving on. So that's why the freezer door is open. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And Geo asked, uh, asked an interesting question uh, right before we started going, asking us how we do... Uh, how we do like the the stream broadcasting and, and everything like that. Uh, we can't exactly adjust the camera to show you the camera because that would be like cameraception. <laughs> so we weren't able to do that. But basically, what we do is hooked into my laptop. Well, are let's multiple go old school. Okay, sure. Let's this, let's let's start from the beginning. This is what we started out with. For those who are not looking at the stream, Nick is showing an iPhone iPhone 4? 3GS. 3GS. Yes. That's what we started out with originally. That was the very first podcast. There was no video component to it, and we recorded the audio on an iPhone 3GS. That audio is 
uh, available. The first ever podcast that we did, we it's obviously No Holds Barred number one, as well as we did a retrospective on No Holds Barred number 20. Oh, actually, uh, Geo is actually clarifying the question, uh, uh, clarifying the question oh. that he actually did. He said, I meant to say, why do you do podcasts? Oh, okay. Oh, Fair enough. So it's a more, it's more of an existentialist question, I and, guess. And this is going into one of the side projects that I have, and I'm, I'm glad somebody came out and asked this. Right. It's almost like it's scripted or something. I, you know what? It's almost like it's like wrestling, but wrestling is real. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I've had the idea for about a week and a half now. And I've looked online, looked on YouTube, the YouTube of the universe. Right. Just to see if somebody's done it. And nobody's done like a documentary on podcasting. Okay. Have gone around, gotten contact with other podcasters, Mm -hmm. seen why they started and what they used to podcast with. Right. And just, you know pick their minds see what kind of people they are Mm -hmm. and yeah i I just think it would be neat yeah i think actually i think i think that would be a really fun project and it's something that i think we could do really well considering you know we kind of have a vested interest in it because we do do this podcast and Mm. everything like that um to be perfectly honest we really only started doing the podcast just for something to artistic to do like we just we we you know, just kind of got together, and we when we get together, we tend to be relatively creative guys. So we just kind of wanted to do something where we could create, mm. and uh, to the point where it's at now, we are you know just down in my basement in my house with a relatively basic setup, except for you know the soundboard, which kind of gives us more options for certain things. But really, it's just a relatively simple setup. It's a soundboard and a camera hooked into a laptop with some microphones. And that's it's a very basic setup. And it's, like I said, down in my empty basement. But, uh, but you know, we from those sort of humble beginnings, we were just like, hey, fuck, plug your iPhone in. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, now we're just kind of here. And we've just been, you know, we've been doing it for uh, over a year now, which is awesome. I think, I actually think our one year anniversary it's of doing it no i think i think it passed actually really i think our, our our one year anniversary of doing this every week basically except for the couple here and there that we've missed i think was october the 16th if i remember correctly i think it was october 16th of 2012 when we started doing this every week i have no idea somebody can go back on our youtube page youtube.com slash no holds barred podcast and find out when we did uh no holds barred episode number two because that's when we started doing it weekly there was like a three-month break after we did the first one and uh they can if they can come up with the date there then that's that's why uh then you know that's when we started doing it and uh really why we do it it's fun i mean it's just i mean at the beginning i didn't even like really know what a podcast was you got me into it. You're mm-hmm. like, I've done it before. You you want to do a podcast? Yeah. It's just like podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I started off quiet, which um, I 
didn't know like what what the hell do I talk about? Yeah, the first if you go back and listen to the first couple, well, if re- basically if you listen to any episode of this shit that we talk mm-hmm. that we do, it's it's a lot of me talking, but less less so now as a percentage mm. than in the early. Episodes. Well, for sure, for sure. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I had an inherent fear in our early episodes that eventually you were just going to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Why the fuck am I here? I don't, <laughs> the f- this no, fat I, ass I, doesn't I, let me get a word <laughs> in edgewise. But you see, I mean, the words I do get in though, it's, it, it it's nice to do. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, and I, I guess the reason why I started uh, as well like he said, it was something for us creatively to do. Exactly. It's fun to hang out and, you know, um, just just the laughs and everything exactly. that, that we can get sitting in your basement um, with two microphones and a laptop and a soundboard. Saying very obscene. <laughs> <laughs> and and not, not censoring. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's just, it's. It's one of the best things in the world, it and it's is. good therapy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely a fucking outlet. Um, oh, there's there's there he is, Chris Carter, Hatbox Kid. As I said, another uh, another faithful uh, uh, YouTube football prognosticator, someone that uh, that I've become good friends with, confirms our episode number two was actually November the eighth. So our one year anniversary, we didn't miss it yet. It is upcoming. We so what to do something special for that? I shit. think I think I say we book that shit off work, and we do another uh, three hour. Oh God! What we did uh, earlier this year was we had gone a couple weeks without a podcast, so we were like, okay, well we got to do something. So we did a three hour podcasting extravaganza, which was three consecutive hours of podcasting. And uh, maybe we need to do that again for our one-year anniversary. Get some guests on. Try to bring on everyone that we've had on as a guest so far. Bring on some other people. I think it would be really good. So maybe we'll do that. So thanks, Chris, for confirming that 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 was the date and that we hadn't missed it yet. So that's fantastic. Woohoo. Woohoo-hoo-hoo. Isn't yeah. the isn't the eighth a TCW show? No, actually, it's not. We're going to get into the TCW news in a little bit. We actually have some exclusives, exclusives straight from the mouth of the boss, Cyril Richards, that I just confirmed earlier this afternoon. We have exclusive information on this podcast about those two shows. So look forward to that. We're not going to get into the wrestling bit of it quite yet. We got a little bit that we're going to uh, get into here first. You had another yeah. side project, though, you wanted to quick talk about, didn't you? So another idea besides the uh, podcasting documentary? I, I did, but we, uh, we touched on it a lot. Okay. Um, it was just a helmet head. Right. Uh, yeah, helmet head, because of course. I, I wanted to bring that back so many times, and, and it's just we never got a chance to. So I've been writing in my free time nice i've been writing and i've been planning oh that's so good because when this kid i got I'll, I'll tell you one thing and i'm really gonna break into our friendship here when this kid gets motivated to do something you have come up with some fantastic shit in the past <laughs> like you've come up with some really really good stuff so when you get motivated and you actually start like putting pen to paper and fucking do it the results are usually gold so i can't wait to see what you've got uh, what you've got in mind for those of you that don't know helmet head uh character that uh we did kind of creatively between the two of us uh grade 11 i think it was yeah 
uh, which is basically just me sitting in a chair. I mean, it's not me. It's not me at all. Uh, it's a guy that looks strikingly like me uh, sitting in a chair with a bike helmet on his face. <laughs> he, he was a villain. He was, he, uh, he was, he was he basically had, like, like a mask. rejected Batman supervillain. Yeah. But in, he in was lair. Exactly. Much more badass than the Joker has ever been yes. and ever will be is Helmet Head. Um, except I didn't really have a protagonist uh, adversary kind of thing there. I had my minion, which was you Bubble Man. Did. But it was Bubble Man. But I you didn't, had the uh, mysterious voice in the background. It's true. Mysterious voice in the background. Yeah, but this time, you, yeah, you, you'll have somebody. There's going to be there's some interesting stuff there's in the works. There's some interesting stuff in the works. Let's just leave it at that. Right on. So we'll leave it at that, and we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. Uh, yeah, just uh, confirming for Cody nodding there. Yeah, the TCW shows are on November 2nd and November 16th. Right. So two weeks apart. They're both Saturday night shows. Uh, and again, we'll we'll be getting into that here in a little bit. And both at Blockhouse. And they're both in Blockhouse. So what's new, man? What's new? What's new, man? What do you oh, want to talk about? Man. Some shit. What talk I about some real shit. About... Okay. I didn't make down for a couple of weeks. Right. So, I decide to go out to the Liverpool bars. Okay, so again, we, we just confirm what Nick does in Liverpool is work and get drunk. <laughs> that is what the man does in It, it in brings up my time. creativeness. Hey, there you go. What, what can I say? So it's, basically, uh, you're like Hemingway. Kind of. Right on. Yeah. Even though I don't know who the hell that is, I'll agree with it. Nick Stevens. <laughs> Nick Stevenson is Ernest Hemingway confirmed. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So I'll, I I don't know if I've touched on this or not, but I'll I'll go back to it. Um, there's two bars in Liverpool, right? I think possibly it's small town, so there gotta be only two bars. Yeah, Liverpool has a population. What would you guesstimate Liverpool's population at? Three hundred me. <laughs> Three hundred and Nick. Nick is a unit of measure all in his own. And Ernest Hemingway <laughs> confirmed. Okay, so very, very small town, rural area. Yeah. Go. Okay, so I go down to the first one, which is close to my house. It's, um, I forget the name to it, but it's above the Frenchies and beside the bowling alley. So it's in high society. Oh, yeah. Frenchies is a used clothing uh, used clothing outlet in Nova Scotia. Is it, is it a guy's? Guy's Frenchies? I don't think so. I think no, it's just, just, just one of the regular Frenchies. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and a fucking bowling alley. Yeah. All right, go. Okay. I walk in. You know, I'm like, okay, this is small. Right. It's it's in the bottom of Frenchies. It's going to be small. Mm-hmm. Look beside it. There's there's like windows. You can see the bowling alley. Nobody's in the bowling alley. I'm like, <laughs> okay, this the, I, I can deal with this. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I had just random music on. Turned out to be a radio station. I'm like, okay, this is okay. I'll go over, get a drink, order the rum and coke. Which you know, I didn't want to go over and order a rum runner because right. everybody butchers it. Yeah, nobody can do a fucking rum runner right. And I got the drink, picked up the cup. Thought to myself, what the fuck is this, plastic? Oh, no. It's like it was either a really, really, really thin glass. Right. Or it was plastic. 
and I didn't want to grip it really hard because <laughs> you didn't know what it was going to do. <laughs> Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin right in your <laughs> Just hand like there. Crush it and uh, maybe it was glass and a shard would go through my hand or something like that. Right. So I really didn't want to do that, but it it felt like plastic. Not good. Oh. And uh, you know, it was it was okay. I mean, I drank it. It it seemed watered down. So, um, which uh, did you take note of what rum they used? Was it just like a house, like a house rum, or was it actual like I, Morgan I, or no? It was in a white liquor. Okay, so it was just like probably just house rum. Yeah, pro- probably the stuff that they didn't sell and they mixed it all together. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Some of it, I think, is drain cleaner. <laughs> Pro- probably. <laughs> you know? Guy, wouldn't surprise me one bit. It tastes horrible. Oh, shit. Um, so I, I wound up leaving right. uh, halfway through my drink, left it on the table. Oh, which, um, well, is, you know. is kind of a little bit of a slap in the face to the bartender. But you know, um, what it can is, you do? But at the same time, it's like that's the way to, like, you you give feedback and you just fucking like you speak volumes with something like that mm. and like something like that and leaving no tip and it's like oh jeez the, the bartender could take it one of two ways he's like oh that guy was a fucking prick or he's like wow we, we suck yeah <laughs> right uh just quickly before you continue uh cody nodding wants to s- confirm uh is are you talking about the bar that's under renovation under renovation apparently there's a bar that's under renos um I don't know. No? Okay. I don't think it's under renovation. Okay. Maybe it is now. Maybe you went into the bar and they were just Possibly. like, wow, well, this guy. Guy- Maybe you did. Maybe the whole reason that bar is under renovations is because of Nick Stevenson. That'd be pretty funny. And then he followed up with jungle juice. <laughs> 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 All right. Now, the second bar. Or was there a second bar? Kind of. Okay. Kind of, but not really. But this one doesn't have a good story to it. Okay. This one really doesn't have a story to it. All right. I go in. This is, this is good podcasting. <laughs> hey. This doesn't really have a story to it, but whatever. I go in. There's a band playing. Okay. Band started at 8.30. Seems a little early for a band. Okay. Yeah. It, it was a uh, a folk Ah, so there okay. was older people. So they have to be to church in the morning. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right on. So I go in, I it was about ten, ten thirty. They were just wrapping up. Had like two, three more songs. Okay. I go in, guys like, there's a cover. That's interesting. I go, okay. Well, because there was a folk band playing? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, I, I turned around and hightailed Al there. <laughs> well, that's a story. I, I'm not going to pay, like, 15 bucks to get into. Was that what they wanted for a fucking cover? Yes. Oh, my God. To see a band that's, like, I'm going to listen to maybe a song or two. Right. And then they're going to fucking leave. Yeah. And then and they, I got oh no money God. for booze. Yeah, really. So I'm just going to sit there sober and depressed <laughs> <laughs> when I could go to the bar beside the bowling alley and be drunk and depressed. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I wound up going home and drinking. Well, fuck it. There you go. It was just like a hatch in it's my like, freezer. It's just like, 
it was a Friday night. I was like, fuck it. I'll think I'll go out and see what shit's all about. Right. Fair enough. And apparently I went out too early because apparently the the nightlife, it starts at 12 o'clock in, Lo- <laughs> in Liverpool. Uh, all right. <laughs> they wait until the folk band goes home and then the fucking party starts. Yeah. 12 o'clock, man. 12 Jesus o'clock. Christ. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> very strange. Uh, Geo asks the most important question that will ever be asked on this podcast. Did you get laid confirmed or unconfirmed? No. No sex confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, you know. Have not found the ladies yet. Have not, have not found those high-class Liverpool ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all over the place. Uh, uh, yeah, Cody, it, it was the, the bar next to the two-lane bowling alley. That was the, the yeah. first one that he was talking about. So apparently that bar is under renovation. So I guess you, uh, you started a revolution. Yeah. Hooray, revolutions. Yay. That's the best kind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right on. I don't know. I don't know. Go with it. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> also, you have a beef with Aunt Jemima. I do. And that's not that's no joke. That's not like that's not a lead in to a punchline or anything. He legitimately has a beef with Aunt Jemima. <laughs> so tell us what your beef is with Aunt Jemima. Your pancake syrup don't taste right no more. Your pancake syrup don't <laughs> taste right no more. Beef and, with Aunt Jemima confirmed. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things back in the old days right? that it just had a taste to it. Yeah. And now you have certain things nowadays that they changed the recipes on. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the case or if I was just hang, hung over that day, or if I ate some bad, like, turkey and had stomach acid, and that's why it was tasting different, but it no tastes right. The, and, and you're sure this was, like, actual Aunt Jemima brand? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because I, I agree with you that, like, Aunt Jemima stuff did... Um, did have a certain particular taste to it, but I haven't had it in a, in a long time. I just buy like just regular, just like compliments brand stuff, right? Yeah, I can't do that. No, no, you need the high class. I, I need the high class. You shit. need the highest quality of pancake syrup. I tell you, for all my <laughs> pancake needs, for all your exactly for all your pancake needs, go with go with the Aunt Jemima. But so so Aunt Jemima just doesn't taste the way that it. No. The way that it did it in kinda, your youth? It kind of pissed me off because that was my jam. It's kind of depressing. I know. That, that was my morning jam. <laughs> my morning jam. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, my See, my, my morning jam used to be... Uh, th- that That's going to be an official term from now on, by the way. <laughs> my morning jam. Or my something jam. Like, my, my midday jam is like... I don't know, masturbating, uh, <laughs> something like that. Um, but my my morning jam, like when I was in elementary school and stuff, was always egos. Egos, like oh my god, I rocked the egos. The egos were so just nothing on them, either butter, just egos and butter. Mm. Just like oh my god, I put it together, make it a sandwich, and stuff it in my mouth. <laughs> like, Have you ever so had good. ego sandwiches before? 
with I, like meat and no, no, and I've never stuff. I've never taken it to oh, that level. Oh man, There's, they're good, are they? Oh, Nick's getting half a chubby oh. over here, <laughs> thinking about ego sandwiches. <laughs> High class culinary on the <laughs> fucking no holds barred podcast. Hey, cooking one hundred and one. Cooking one hundred and one, exactly. Cooking, cooking with masked tweeter. Uh, that that'll be the next episode. Ego sandwiches, <laughs> inspired by the no holds barred podcast. See, co promoting. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So right on. So the the moral of the story is fuck Aunt Jemima and Liverpool bars need to step their game up. Exactly. Right on. That that's the moral of the story. That's what you can take away that's, from uh, that portion of the podcast. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So what's new with you? What's new with me? I promised everyone based off of the last episode of No Holds Barred. If you tuned in for the last episode, I really hope Hatbox Kid is back because this story is too good to miss. Based on the last episode of No Holds Barred, I told you all that I had uh, was in the mood to do something stupid, and in doing that, asked out a girl who, at the time, I didn't even know her name. Uh, I asked her out, and she said yes, and uh, we confirmed on this podcast that I, I'm not, of course, going to divulge what her name was. But suffice it to say, we named her Miley because it really bothered Geo. Uh, because it invoked Miley Cyrus and kind of made Geo cry. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I asked this girl out, and the last podcast that we recorded, uh, we were going to be getting together that night to hang out and uh, and just kind of see, see where it went. Now, Nick has not even heard this story. No. So <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> Cody in the chat. She came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Cody, you are a champion. All right. So here's here's what happened. Starting from the end of last podcast moving forward. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down, man. So after we finished the podcast, I was just hanging or hanging around the house because, of course, we were supposed to be getting together. Had to take a little drink there to get through this story. And I waited. And I waited. And I waited some more. I was stood up. Just flat out. 90s style stood up ouch motherfucker like this girl not only said yes but asked me for my phone number made a purpose of saying this is what i'm going to be doing and i'm going to get in touch with you when we do this so that you can come too and we get to hang out we get to spend time together so I was like, great. She She's showing enough interest that she wants to include me in something. Like She's like, I already had plans, but I want to include you in those plans. Right. So I was like, awesome. That's got to be a good sign, right? And then she just, just plain stood my ass up. Uh, I didn't hear from her at all that day. Didn't hear from her the next day. Didn't hear from her the next day. The day after that. The day after that. Nothing. 
until the next time she worked, which was a Thursday. Mm. So this was a Saturday when we recorded the last podcast and we were, and her and I were supposed to hang out that day. So between Saturday and Thursday, nothing. Not a fucking word. Now that just means that she likes you. I guess. That just means that she likes me. <laughs> In modern, that's how girls work. Um, so Thursday comes around and we're both working. So I'm like, well, this is slightly awkward, mm-hmm. but I have to go over and find out exactly what happened. So I went over and I was talking to her and I was just like, you know, what, uh, you know, what happened? And she's like, oh, I had a, uh, I had a really bad toothache and I wasn't feeling good and everything. I just, we, I, we didn't end up doing anything. So I was like, all right, all right, that's fair. Even if that story was true. A, why didn't you text me to tell me? And B, why didn't you get in touch with me any of the days after that? Right? Yeah. But I let that slide because I don't want to sound like a dick. Right? Like, I, eventually, like, I could have pressed it and I could have pushed it. But then I start sounding like a dick. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play this cool. I'm just going to let this go. And And then I was like, well, you know. Shoot, uh, you know, shoot me a text sometime and let's then let's chat. She's like, okay, great, I'll do that. I'll do that, sir. Confirming that she will, in fact, do that. Days go by, mm-hmm. nothing. Friday night, nothing. Saturday, nothing. Sunday, nothing. Monday, nothing. Finally, gets to the point where. We are working the same shift again. Right. And I'm like, okay. One, like one, I'm I'm giving this one last shot. So I went over and I was talking to her and I was like, what are you doing Friday night? This is where we start getting into the fucked up stuff. Okay. It's more fucked up than what I've already talked about. At this point, I would like to just pause in the story for one second to remind everyone of the first part of this story. This is a girl that flirted with me. I did not initiate this. She directly flirted with me. And I'm the last dude on the planet that would confirm and accept that an attractive female was flirting with him. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, the Catholic in me was waiting for punishment. I'm like... There's no way that this girl is flirting with me. But when it happens <clears throat> multiple times, even me, who's the most jaded person in the world about my own romantic endeavors, I'm like, okay, this girl is flirting with me. Awesome. I'm going to pursue this because I'm not used to this. And I was able to, in my, in, to me anyways, confirm that she didn't have a boyfriend. Because why, why would she flirt with me if she had a boyfriend? Truth. Right. So, like, you know, I had that, and she was flirty and seemed very interested and everything like that. So, we'll fast forward back to me asking, what are you doing Friday night? Well, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. That was her response. Ew. So, Not I'm like, start. oh, no. Here it comes. Yeah, the boyfriend says we're going someplace and you can't come. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? But remember, she didn't have a boyfriend up to this point. Okay. Except that she fucking does. 
I called it. You fucking called it, champ. <laughs> wow. Nick books it. Wow. <laughs> and Nick booked it properly. This girl who, out of context, multiple times referred to me as handsome, said I could pay for things with my good looks, everything like that. And this wasn't innocent. It wasn't benign. Like, it had momentum behind it. It had it had flirting intentions behind it. The same girl then turns around and says, I have a boyfriend, and I didn't want you to make the mistake of thinking I was interested. And I'm like, I'm thinking, in my, my brain is blowing up at this point. Because I'm like, motherfucker, if you didn't want me to think you were interested, why the fuck did you flirt with me? Yeah. And said that, you know, you were doing something. Right. And, and then, and, and like, can, uh, made the effort to try to include me in her plans, want me to be there, everything she could have fucking done, and then turn around and say, wow. sorry, I have a boyfriend. I didn't want you to think I was interested. Wow. Well, fuck. What, That's, like, um... what what else was I supposed to think? Like I'm not I'm not the kind of person that's going to automatically assume, okay, this girl must have a boyfriend and is just being a cock tease. I'm not that cynical of a person yet. I'm <laughs> fucking getting there. <laughs> but I'm not there yet. But turns out that's fucking what it was, I guess. Hey, I, because I... she ends she has a boyfriend, and then of course what what comes next? She's told me she's got a boyfriend. Yeah. Told me she's not interested. What's the next step? Like, if you put yourself in her shoes, which I know you find me deadly attractive, so it oh, works. Oh, man. <laughs> so you put yourself in her shoes. What are, what are you going to say to think that you're consoling me? Uh, What's the next line out of your mouth? You're a really nice guy. Keep going. Um, and I uh, didn't want to hurt you or something like that. Getting getting close. What what would you want us to be? What do you mean? Like like if if you're like you're you're telling me like you know um you're a really nice guy. Why don't we be? Friends, you fucking nailed it, Why champ. And there's Cody. Be Let's be friends. And and she she delivers it in such a polished and perfect way. It's like she rehearsed it in front of the fucking mirror. Probably did. <laughs> she probably fucking did. So that is the story, and that is the fucked up romantic path that I have been on for the fucking last couple of weeks and it's to me it seems ridiculous like i i understand if if she wasn't attracted to me from the beginning but every inkling in my brain and in everyone else's brain who i like i i i told this story to multiple people and i was like is there any possible thing that i misinterpreted here and every single person is like, no, you didn't misinterpret anything. Uh, she just flat out flirted with you while she had a boyfriend. And it's uh, a real and fucking move. there it was. And <laughs> the guys, the guys in the chat are really giving it to me right now. Uh, Hatbox called her a gold digger and then was like friend zoned and 
uh, Justin is the friend zone wrestling champion. <laughs> Justin, one le- level 1,000 friend zone champion. Uh, you know what? Apparently it was. And I think maybe, just maybe, we might be hearing from our friend the Iron Sheik on this topic because I'm sure Sheiky wants to weigh in with uh, a little something to say. That might be coming up a little bit later. But yeah. So that's basically the biggest thing that's been up with me in the last little while is totally getting friend zoned by a girl that I wasn't really interested in until she was like, hey, I'm interested in you. And then I was like, okay. And then she's like, just kidding. Got a boyfriend. Got my, got my summer boyfriend in my mouth. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so what? So what? Why? Just Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe this is maybe this is proof that I'm an old man. Like maybe it's proof that I'm an old man because I I don't get it. Like I just I don't understand. Good on you. You win the joke, I guess. But like, I, no idea. Maybe she is just a cock tease. That's maybe. a possibility. I mean, it's, it's it's quite possible. This this might be what she gets off on. Maybe she does this to a bunch of guys and then goes home and fucks her boyfriend. Maybe it's what she gets off on. It's Maybe possibility. she's a Craigslist lady. Maybe she's one of those girls on Craigslist selling the panties. It's it's a good possibility. I think we found one of them. Panties, no. True <laughs> enough. Uh, Hatbox chimes in, at least you knew she was a girl. What if she turned out to have a dick? <laughs> Chris, you always have a way of being like, yeah, that situation was bad, but it could have been worse. So it's like, you kind of showed me that that situation could have been worse. So I more than appreciate that effort. That was really, really good. So yeah, Yeah. that was my big, that's my big story. That's my big vent. Um, So concludes the the greatest segment in the history of this podcast, Justin's (laughs) Sex Life. Well, I mean, I'm sure there will be another. But let this one come to you. Oh, man. Son of a bitch. Invite her in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I should invite I should invite her on the podcast. You should. Would that not be fucking Allow entertaining Allow her to tell shit? her story. Yeah, tell her side of the story. That would be super interesting. I'm sure it will never happen. Well, but, no. You know, fuck no. She'd never do uh, that. But It would never happen because uh, why? Why won't it ever happen? Oh, Nick might have something from Technical Iron. Difference. Oh, Nick fucked up Iron Sheik. She... No, that's the problem. She's dead, so deadly attractive. I still look at her and just be like, I would still do terrible things to you, yeah, but I, no, I, I am repulsed by you as a person. Because, <laughs> uh... anyways, so that's that. Um, so that that's that was my romantic endeavor there. So I'm glad everybody was entertained by that. Hooray! You also hurt your knee. I also hurt my knee. Uh, I hurt my knee in a well, not really a big bad way. Like it's, but it still hurt. Um, big bad hurt for your big bad knee. <laughs> exactly. My hurt, hurt, hurt on my knee, knee, knee. Um, for those of you that know me, I, I have a bad knee and a good knee. Uh, my bad knee is my left one. My left one I've dislocated uh partially or fully at least 20 times uh and my right knee's only been like four or five so it's like it's all right um but this time it was the right knee that i injured 
um, which I injured it playing basketball with my nephew on Thanksgiving weekend. Of course, we're Canadian, so we just had Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving just went by. Uh, so yeah, I, I injured my knee playing basketball, but I wasn't even playing basketball with my nephew. I was basically playing like, are you familiar with the game horse? Yes. Okay. For those of you that might not be familiar with horse, you choose where you shoot from and like what kind of shot or like trick shot or anything like that. And you do that shot. And if you, whether you sink it or you don't, the other person playing the game has to make that shot. And if you make it and they don't, they get a letter. And if you don't make it and they do, then you get a letter. And the first one to five letters to spell the word horse loses. It's basically the lowest impact game of basketball you can possibly have. It's true. And somehow, in the process of playing horse with my nephew, I sprained my right ACL. (laughs) I have no idea how I did it, and it it didn't even feel like it was hurt at first. Like, I got back from Halifax that night. It was, like, an hour away, and, like, that night I was like, okay, my knee's a little, not even sore, but just, like, it feels like there's a little tweak in it or something. So yeah. I was like, okay, fine. So I went to bed that night, and I woke up the next morning, and I couldn't straighten my leg. It hurt so much. Uh, like no I good. couldn't even I couldn't even straighten my leg out without fucking pain. So I was like, "Well, shit, that's not good." <laughs> uh, so yeah, it turns out that I sprained. I exactly I sprained as Hatbox here puts it, Chris. I sprained my Canadian right ACL. <laughs> it's exactly what I did. So I've been going to work wearing a knee brace, and that's been. Tons of fun. Ten pounds of fun in a five-pound bag, as we like to say. Apparently, that's a Canadian thing. Not really. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's uh, that's basically been that's been my life. Um, uh, rejected by girls who flirt with me and then pull away at the last second and spraining my knee. It's a great life. It sounds <laughs> like a great life. Things, Where can I sign up? Exactly. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Justin. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, you ready to talk about some Nick drunk talk? Oh man, am I ever! So of course we talked a little earlier about Nick in bars and and all that jazz. Well, I want to share with you a little gem from a tome that, if I went back and wrote down, like if I remembered every single instance of you talking while drunk and wrote it in a book, I'd be a best-selling author. I and, think it would be, and you would be rich as fuck too off the royalties. Man. But basically, here's what happened. Nick messaged me on, oh shit, I can't remember what day it was now. Tuesday? Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. Something like that? Something like that. And uh, he'd had uh, he'd had a couple. Yeah. <laughs> you were not, not piss loaded because you were still able to navigate your computer. Yeah. <laughs> and I had good, kind of good spelling. All right. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, you know what? It wasn't terrible. I was drinking Labatt Blue. He was drinking some Labatt Blue, fair enough. Which he's not drinking yet because he's got a Guinness, but he's got we got Labatt Blue in the fucking freezer, so that'll be there. So this is what happened. And basically, I think I think we should do this like a skit because I have a couple things in here that I say, and I would like you to reenact the things that you said. Okay. So this is uh, no holds barred performs Nick drunk. 
Act one. <laughs> Scene A. Just to set the stage for you, it's a dark and stormy night. Uh, so give us the first line there, the first kind of out-of-context line before we get into the actual sort of skit part of it. Okay. So um, I, I forget where we were talking about this. Uh, I, I said something before this, I remember. Okay. And it led into the uh, the next line. Okay. But the next line says, Tau. T-O-U. Tau. Tau. Dot, dot, dot. And all and such. With random words mixed in there somewhere. Dot, dot, dot. Somewhere? <laughs> so, he was saying that he was like, it. I think it was like confirming something. Like, yeah. it meant, instead of Tau, it meant to be like, yes, or something. <laughs> and right. all and such. So, really just a continuation of the confirmation. Unnecessary, but fine. Uh, with random swear words. So, you know, sometimes we like to toss in some random swear words there. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm accepting this up to this point. <laughs> uh, mixed in there somewhere. And then you questioned your own last <laughs> word by saying, repeating your own last word, which was somewhere, but putting the somewhere. question mark after it. Somewhere? The words had to be somewhere. I just did not know we where. We just don't know where they are. No. They're just, they're around somewhere. Yeah. Feels like we're critiquing a Craigslist ad. We, we kind of are. <laughs> we kind of are. All right, all right. Okay. Here's, here's the skit, guys. Okay. So I break back in. Mm. Okay. So how about Monday? 6.30-ish. I say ish due to, you know, time differences between here and Liverpool. So for those of you that don't know, Liverpool and Bridgewater are – at most 40 minutes away from each other. Very clearly within the same time zone. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Captain Labatt over here uh, was basically, we were talking about when we were going to do the podcast. So he's like, oh, Monday, 6.30-ish. I say ish due to, you know, time differences between Liverpool and Bridgewater, which mm. is nothing. My response to this, of course, is massive time difference. Hours and shit. Then he oh, kicks yeah. back in with. I kick in with the only kinds you will find in an episode of Looney Tunes and not the kind that Tony Stark can travel through when flying his Iron Man. So I waited a few minutes <laughs> because I was trying to digest, first of all, what he was talking about. And second of all, how he possibly combined Iron Man and Looney Tunes into one single reference, which would be a badass crossover. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see an Iron Man cross Looney Tunes cartoon show or one of those like straight to DVD videos. I think that'd be fucking great. Would be awesome. But I, I was just like, I'm trying to, was he talking about hours or was he talking about <laughs> distance or the fucking time zones or the i what and that was basically my response after a couple minutes of trying to piece this together i was basically just like dude what <laughs> that was my response was dude what and then of course you finished off with the classic yeah. it's just classic sorry i've been drinking. sorry i've been drinking yeah it's like you never 
have to apologize for <laughs> drinking because when you drink, fun things happen. It's that, I, I, yeah, I don't know where that came from. I, you know, it was somewhere down in the deep bowels of the cockles of your heart, maybe below the cockles, maybe in the subcockle area, as Dennis Leary would say. Yeah, yeah. It was somewhere in there, but I appreciated it. Okay. I'm glad somebody did. All right. Um, Cody Nodding has had a gigantic boner over here for the last hour, so let's start talking about some wrestling. Okay. Uh, just, just, just to appease poor Cody. Uh, so we got actually got a bunch of wrestling stuff that we're going to talk oh, about here. So this is like, it's kind of an episode of Last Fan Standing, but not really. I don't think we'll make it an official episode. It's just we're just going to talk some wrestling because we haven't been on in a couple of weeks. So some shit has happened. We're going to start, of course, with Twin City Wrestling because that's the most important one because it's around here and we actually get to see it live. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you get to see it live. I work it. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Poor Nick has to work it. Although, let me work it. Let me work it. Although, uh, <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> for those of us that were in attendance in the Liverpool show, um, they would have seen at one point. I ran across the stage to make the save when Lumberjack Johnson's theme music didn't play. You did. That was your phone. Because I just, I look over and (laughs) you're just like. (laughs) Yeah, I have my hands up in the air just like, what the hell's going on? And I fucking bolt out of my seat and I zoom in front of a bunch of people. (laughs) And I'm just like, good. (laughs) It started playing and I was just like, (laughs) sweet, made it. Um. Oh, Hatbox, uh, Hatbox is heading out. Thanks for thanks for stopping by, Chris. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, what you listened to it, sir. And I uh, hope you come back and listen to more. <laughs> All right, so we still we still have Geo and Cody, and that's what matters. Yay. Uh, Cody actually p- kind of chimes in there. I've been, to, I've been to a couple of TCW shows. What does TCW have to do to get more people in the door? Um, and this is something that we've kind of sort of debated back and forth. Um, yeah really it's it's just it's a matter of it's a matter of marketing and it's a matter of like the foot soldiers like the two of us and doug and uh you know rodney and cody and justin carver and the people that are like real big huge fans of tcw need to work so hard to make other people believers because honestly the product is good enough that you only have to get people in the door once. Because once you get them in the door once, they're going to want to come to the next show. But it's getting them in the door the first time to see the actual show. Like, those guys from Halifax that were sitting behind us uh, only came to the show because Twin City Wrestling offered that voucher for either $5 off of merchandise or $5 off of the next show's tickets. And that was the only reason they came, but they came... They sat down, they watched the show, they bought the fucking merchandise, they were all wearing TCW shirts by the end of the night, and they were all just like, this was a fucking great show. So those people are going to come back, that's good. and that's what matters. Yeah. But the biggest crux is getting people in the door the first time, because once you get them in the door the first time, nailed it, right? Like you're From that point, it's gravy, but it's it's getting people convinced that... It's worth going to the first show because after that, they'll be fine. So 
really just the the onus is on the 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 fans that really really love the product mm. to get to con- get people convinced. And of course, location, location, location. I mean, it, it's got to be in good locations. It's true. Uh, Liverpool, while not a bad location in and of itself, because it was a good building, is was out of the way for for some people. Like trying a trying to find it, and b just like it was supposed to be in Lunenburg, and then it moved to Liverpool, and and that was kind of short notice and. People from Bridgewater, which is the biggest sort of urban center here outside of Halifax, are kind of cocky in a way. We talked about this at supper. Uh, kind of cocky, and it's like, well, why would I want to go to Liverpool for that? Because people in Bridgewater aren't used to having to go out of town unless they're going to Halifax to try to find something. So it, it really it's just like location, 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 and uh, and just getting people convinced to come in the door the first time. Uh, didn't another company run in Liverpool and I heard had a good sized crowd? Yes. Yeah, UCW ran Liverpool, didn't they? They did, and I, I, I had the opportunity to speak with the guy who did the promotions down Liverpool. Okay. He actually, uh, he works over in the A&A, AA Monroe. Uh, insurance building oh, down yes. Main Street. Right, right. And really good guy. Um, thing is, with and I, I don't want to put this all on the uh, the um, advertising, mm-hmm. but it, it's going to go this way. Right. And I mean, there's, there's just no other way to put it. I mean, if you went down into Liverpool and looked for a TCW poster or stuff like you that. You didn't find you, them. You, yeah, it, it, it yeah. was hard to come by. If you went down and looked for something for UCW, it was on like billboards. It right. was on everywhere. The the guy, I mean, he he pulled some strings and got it on the radio like right. like weeks before. Everybody knew that was going to be down there. Right. And what what did we have like the the day of the event uh Doug text in like let's go and do a, a radio yeah promo. let's it's let's just like no it's, <laughs> it's not how it goes right to tell people that it's going to happen today yeah no exactly so uh so yes technically ucw did run a show down there and had a better had a better crowd i think they had a it was like 300 or something like that so they did put quite a few people in that building at the same time ucw has a company has existed a lot longer than Twin City Wrestling has. People know about it more because it's been around longer. And the marketing for that particular show ended up being better because it they, they had a lot more time to do it. Because mm. we didn't know... So we, look at me talking like I'm fucking part of the company. Uh, TCW didn't know their show was going to be in Liverpool until about two weeks out because they had to have a venue change. So, you know, it was it was kind of it was, you know, kind of got shot in the foot that way. It still had a, I would say a pretty good show. Oh yeah. Um and a pretty good showing from people in the crowd, especially from out of Liverpool based on the fact that it didn't have a ton of time to promote. So let's just talk a little bit about about these couple of shows. There's another question in there from from that wrestle guy, so we'll, we'll get that in a second. But uh, 
Twin City Wrestling announcing two upcoming shows. The first one on November the 2nd, which is uh, Saturday, November 2nd. Yep. In the building where it all began, the Blockhouse Fire Hall, uh, which was an excellent building for wrestling, had a great show uh, for their debut shows. We're going back there. Again, I say we. Whatever. I'm just going to say we from now on. You're going back, too. Yeah, exactly. It it (laughs) was the first time that you were in a wrestling ring. It's true. The first time I actually stood in the middle of a wrestling ring as part of a wrestling company, which was great. Um, So, yeah, they're... That show is on November the 2nd, Blockhouse Fire Hall, 7 p.m. Uh, ha- uh, scheduled to be there at this point, uh, Sexton Phoenix, uh, Alexander Saint, Narciss Saint, whichever you prefer, uh, Lumberjack Johnson, the TCW Tag Team Champions, the R&R Express, many, many more are going to be on that show. So that is an excellent lineup there for the November 2nd show. And then two weeks later, November 16th, they're going back. So it's going to be back. another show two weeks later, which is great. I wish they'd be able to keep up a two-week schedule for time immemorial. Because I think if you ran shows every two weeks, RBF. you keep it fresh in people's minds. Yeah. So if it was me and I had the money to do it, then that is exactly what I would be doing. Uh, so November 16th, it's going back. Advertised to appear, of course, the TCW heavyweight champion, Dazzling Dick Durning. We've got uh, Remy Petit, who used to be Grow Papa Slash, but uh, had a significant heel turn in the last show. Yep. Poor Remy. He let the fans down on that one. So we've got Dick Durning. We've got Remy Petit. We've got Shahir Razul. Razul. Uh, Razul. Razul, who is one of the most polarizing members of the Twin City Wrestling roster, which is good because the fans enjoy disliking Shaheen uh, Razul. Yeah. Except the Halifax fans. They were blowing up. They loved him. <laughs> I tell you. But uh, in any case, real good lineup of guys both nights. Fantana. Fantana, exactly. Julius Fantana, one of the most exciting dudes on the roster. It's They're, they're going to be great shows. Like, just independent... True independent wrestling, and I've said this before, and I'm not going to specifically call out any other company, but true independent wrestling is not about having former real high up professional talent like guys that used to be in WWE or WCW or anything like that. That's not true independent wrestling. That's WWE style wrestling, quote unquote. But true independent pro wrestling is independent guys who you haven't necessarily heard of before you see them in the match. But when you leave that night, you know their name. That is true independent wrestling. I had never seen Dazzling Dick Durning wrestle before the night where I announced him as the first ever Twin City Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. I had never seen him wrestle before. Mm. I had never seen 90% of the guys on the card wrestle before. But I knew their names. They were household names for me the second I walked out of that show. And that is true independent professional wrestling uh, as far as I'm concerned. And it's nothing against the guys that – the people that like seeing the old wrestlers, like the old WWF – WCW, NWA, it's nothing against those guys. If you want to see that, that's fine because that has a place. But with all due respect, it's not true independent professional wrestling. 
in any case, we'll, we'll, we'll put a moratorium on that because I'm sure someone from UCW is going to listen to this and be like, they talking shit about us. Probably. I'm not calling anyone out specifically because UCW is certainly not the only show that does that. Nope. Exactly. But we promised you, we promised you TCW exclusives on this podcast and say nothing that we don't deliver. That's right. So here you go. Saturday, November 2nd, is the return of Wesley Pipes to Twin City Wrestling. No, I'm sorry. That's the 16th, isn't it? Yes. My bad. My bad. Now, if you I didn't apologize. know Wesley Pipes, he was one half of the last action heroes. Exactly. One half of the last action heroes with Pat Persuasi. They were a very entertaining tag team. We always used to like to yell at uh, Persuasi about having a spray tan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Wesley Pipes, very big arms, big big guy just a you know a, a big man in in professional wrestling uh very strong very talented as well a guy that just had a i believe a ring of honor tryout was it a ring of honor tryout or was it wwe i think it was ring of honor yeah so it just had a ring of honor tryout so that was very very cool for him so you know we got wesley pipes coming back for that show that's going to be really really fun we have to assume on one of these shows, I would have to imagine probably the November 2nd show where uh, they're actually advertised on the poster. We have to assume that the r Express, who again are the TCW Tag Team Champions, are going to be defending their title. Because, spoilers if you haven't seen it, on the last show... They wrestled an extremely competitive non-title match mm. with Lumberjack Johnson, who just came over from, from UCW, and Shahir Azul. It was a very, very competitive matchup. So you have to assume that they're probably the number one contenders for those titles. Because we haven't seen the Gyration Nation in a little while. Right. So basically, we, we have to assume that they're the number one contenders. So I would, I would think on that November 2nd show... That's going to be probably the main event of the show. Is those is those four vying for the uh, vying for the tag team titles? <clears throat> also, of course, we have the TCW Heavyweight Champion Dick Durning, mm-hmm. who really at this point does not have a number one contender. No, it seems like he's wrestled a lot of the people. Yeah, he's wrestled. He's wrestled the guys that were that were in line for his title. You know, he wrestled and defeated uh, Julius Fantana on back-to-back nights. He's wrestled and defeated Sexton Phoenix twice. There's no clear-cut number one contender for Dazzlin' Dick Durning's title. However, I can confirm information, specific information, that was not made available anywhere else. Dazzling Dick Durning will defend the TCW Heavyweight Championship on the November 16th show versus a competitor who has not had a title match yet. So it can't be Chip Chambers, can't be Julius Fantana, can't be Sexton Phoenix, because those three have already had title opportunities. So it's against someone who has never had a championship opportunity in TZW before. The Bee Machine? 
the bee machine or batman yes exactly <laughs> um yeah bee machine for champion uh dazzling dick durning versus el handsomeo um oh god <laughs> but all right so it, having it in mind that it's someone that has never had a title opportunity in TCW before. Yeah. We're going to play a little game that we love to play on these podcasts called Nick and Justin Book It. It's a little it's a little fantasy booking challenge if you will. Nick, you yes. know we have two Twin City Wrestling shows upcoming. Yes. Tell me what you would like to see happen, not with who wins, but ultimately what you would like to see happen on those two shows leading up to who challenges Dick Durning for the TCW Heavyweight Championship. Wow. Okay, you sprung this on me last moment. No, nah, not really. I told I you guess... about it last night, motherfucker. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, I I, yes. I, I, I was shrinking. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking. Yeah. This seems to be a popular theme here. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to see, um, and I don't know, may, maybe a uh, a battle royal. Okay. Or a, but that's that's kind of like how they. Actually, that's exactly that's exa- how they yeah. did it to exactly. to find out who was going to win the belt. Right. So yeah, to win the belt initially. Dick Durning won a won a battle royal, and then the first number one contender was also decided in the battle royal. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe do it like a um uh like a King of the Ring type of thing mm-hmm. where you have like qualifiers and you know. Yeah, they like win the matches and they push themselves on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And <sighs> so if so if if you did that, if you did kind of a King of the Ring yeah. uh, style thing, whether that's with four guys or eight guys or whatever, who would you like to see be the next challenger for the title? I keep on telling you, and it's not going to happen because you said that it's somebody new. I think. I think Sexton Phoenix should have the belt. Yeah, you're yeah, you're you're a big you're a big Sexton. Well, we're we're both we're both big Sexton fans. Um so you you yeah, so yeah, again, where 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 he kind of said it was going to be somebody that has never had a shot before. So that is kind of unfortunate for Phoenix because I think Phoenix has given Dick the two best matches for the title. No disrespect to Julius and no disrespect to uh, Chip Chambers, but uh, I think in terms of the quality of matches, I think Sexton has come closest to to uh, to beating to beating Durning and like the match that they had in Blockhouse again. Not to spoil it for anybody that wants to see it when it's on TV, and we have information about that as well. Uh, but that was a stiff match. Like that was a strong style, looked very 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 rough match you know what i mean took a lot out of both guys and yeah we're both we're both big phoenix fans i think eventually when phoenix gets another shot i think phoenix can win the belt i really do that of course remains to be seen but if you if you had to take someone that hasn't had a title opportunity yet 
and say one there's if there's one guy in there that you'd like to see aside from of course Phoenix yeah. uh get a title opportunity and who could potentially win the title who would you say god um I know I'm a- I'm asking a lot from you. You are. <laughs> you normally don't. I- I'm the quiet one in the background that that chips in says shit when when he has shit to say. Exactly. I'm putting you on and the spot, motherfucker. You are. I don't like it. <laughs> um. Give me a name. Just toss a name out there. You don't have to cut out so much dead air. Oh, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um. Me. We have been clamoring and waiting and demanding from Cyril Richards a Nick Stevenson heel turn. I'm telling you, it's gold. A Nick Stevenson heel turn where he challenges Dick Durning for the heavyweight (laughs) championship. Just be the sound guy. Exactly. The sound guy versus Dick Durning. (laughs) <laughs> and somebody has a run in and like knocks him out with something and you just crawl over and pin him like Bischoff when Bischoff <laughs> won the title. And oh yeah, we just, just go full fledged WCW with it. Fair enough. Um, I, I like the, the King of the Ring idea. Yeah. Like I just, I just re I really like the concept of probably only four guys because you don't want to make it. It's this because like, you could do eight guys, but that would have to be the whole November 2nd show. True. Cause that would be four of seven matches. So it'd have to be the whole show. So, but like if you took four guys, like I'm just going to take four guys off the top of my head that have not had title matches yet. Um, we're going to go, uh, Remy Petit, uh, Wesley pipes, uh, Alexander Saint, and uh, Shahir Azul. So there are four guys that have not had title matches yet. You take those four guys, you match them up, and they go. Out of those guys, I would really, really like to see Shahir Azul get the next shot. Now, I understand that Shahir is kind of involved with Again, with this whole thing with the R&R Express. And I don't think that is finished by a long shot. Right. But Shahir represents a clear and present danger to to anybody that holds a belt. Or really anybody that steps in the ring with. Because he's very, very talented. And people might not like him, but he's just very good. Mm. So there's a significant chance that Shahir Razul if he got a title shot, could very well upset Durning and win the belt. So I would honestly say I would really like to see Shahir be the one to get the next shot. It's probably not going to happen that way, but, I mean, I'd be okay with Saint getting the next shot. I'd be okay with uh, Remy uh, getting the next one. So there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of interesting and a lot of fun ways it could go. But Absolutely. I, if for the for the purposes of Justin and Nick book it, Nick is doing the bad booking of putting himself <laughs> in the championship I match. I am. I'm I'm thinking about me. <laughs> Not about you. See, there you go. There's part of your heel turn. Me's. It's like, mm, yeah, fuck everybody this else. Me. It's all about Nick. It's Nick's time. 
Screw um, your music. You don't get. You're coming out to it's random men. Yeah, there go. You go. See? Get out to the ring. Exactly. And like five or six times uh, a show, they just chase you away. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I, I, I'm going to toss my support there behind Razul. I would really like to see Razul. Uh, if it's if it's going to be a guy that's never gotten a title shot before, as we have had confirmed by uh, TCW President Cyril Richards, it's going to be someone who has never had a shot before. I would like to see it be Shahir Rasul. Or maybe it's nobody. Or maybe it's nobody. Maybe maybe it's Bankin. It's Dick wrestling himself. <laughs> um, just like Dolph Ziggler in the broom. Um, we also, again, have a little bit of information regarding TCW's debut on Eastlake. The tele the the show, of course, in Liverpool, which was recorded for television. We can tell you that that is officially going to debut in January of 2014. Early 2014, as we can tell. And that's 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 the best the best information that uh, we have, and you can get anywhere else. January 2014 is when TCW is going to be debuting on Eastlink, and. From being there in the crowd and seeing that show, you ain't going to want to miss it because that was a phenomenal show. Phenomenal? Phenomenal. Not phenomenal, phenomenal. Fun and phenomenal all mushed into a ball. Go ahead to pause this recording. Okay. <laughs> Nick, I believe, has to go pee. I do. So you go. <laughs> You're going to have so much editing, sir. A little bit, yes. So Nick's going to go pee, and we will be right back. The No Holds Barred podcast is brought to you by No Holds Barred Productions. That's right. The production studio that creates the podcast is also bringing you this podcast. Why? Why not? Nick has officially finished his pee. (laughs) This is good podcasting. Nick flushed the toilet like a champ. Hey, we're back. Except Nick doesn't have his headphones on yet, but that's okay. That's okay. I can hear myself. Exactly. I can hear you too. <laughs> exactly. Because really, you don't need your headphones on for this next little bit. Because speaking of good wrestling shows, we're going to talk about TNA. Hooray! <laughs> Nick just took his headphones back off, and he may very well be leaving. Um, TNA had a Bound for Glory pay-per-view last night. TNA had something. Oh my god! And it was a disappointment. It was not. It was, it was not good. <laughs> it was holy shit. But hasn't TNA had a lot of disappointments lately? TNA has just been one gigantic disappointment, really, for the last I would say I don't know two years. <laughs> it just the whole Hogan era in TNA has just been one gigantic disappointment. It really, really has. It's horrible because he's just got re-signed. Did he get? I didn't think he got. I didn't think they re-signed him. I thought they let him go. I thought last thing that I read. Oh he Jesus! Got, he got re-signed to TNA. Yeah, because there's there's money you couldn't better spend on someone else. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. But I'm going to show you something, sir, and I know it's an image images that you have not seen before. I'm also going to take these images. I'm going to throw them up on the YouTube video when we do put them up. The images I'm about to show you were taken from cell phone cameras and exactly taken from cell phone cameras about the crowd at last night's Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Okay. So I'm showing Nick the first picture right now and... It's a picture taken from the hard cam side. 
So it's the side that is showing the actual, like, it's it's like just sort of catty-cornered to the actual crowd. Yeah. Because for the purposes of being filmed for television, you're you're seeing all of the people, so it looks like it's a full arena. However, from what we are seeing right now, that whole side of the arena is virtually empty. Ouch. There's almost no one there. They were telling people in the crowd to move over from the seats that they purchased to this section over here so that they could actually make it look like it was a full basically make it look like it was a full arena that is horrible yeah it's not good and there's another another picture from the same show right there which again shows that shows that side and this is not this is not like oh they took a picture before everyone went in there is a match in the ring and it's not a pre-show match because the pre-show match was a tag team gauntlet match so there'd be a lot more guys out there right this is a one on one match in God. the ring the ultimate x structure is above the ring so that that was cuz they had an ultimate x match and half of an empty arena for what you by you i mean tna for what tna argues is their biggest pay-per-view of the year and you can't even comp a building full this is a company that is going to die a slow and painful death in the next year, I would say. Yeah. It, it's just not not good <laughs> at all. And I, I hear some people at where I work, it's uh-huh. just like... Um, you know, some some of them was talking about the whole uh, the whole AJ uh, AJ Styles shoot promo. Right. And some of them were just like, it sounded like it was from the heart, and like he was doing it right off the top of his head, and it it was better than punks and everything. And I'm just like, are, yeah. And anybody that re- says. How, yeah, are you? Have you been dropped on your head recently? Yeah, anybody that says fucking AJ Styles shoot promo, uh, worked shoot promo, whatever was of a superior quality to Punk's is a TNA mark. I mean, you would you would almost have to, you'd almost have to be, like to think that that was a better promo than the one that that Punk gave. And Punk's promo was by no means perfect. Oh, no, but. It was a far cry better because he had a lot better material to work with than the one AJ had. Like AJ's just AJ's wasn't really good. It was almost it was almost a rehash of the same the same thing. It just I don't know, just just didn't work. And above and beyond the fact that they couldn't even comp a building full for that show last night, it's a bad sign when Every title that was defended on your card changed hands. Seriously? No, no champion retained their title. Really? Exactly. So, they, which they, to me reeks of desperation. They decided, you know, we need to really mix shit up 
Yeah. And get this interesting again. Because <laughs> clearly this isn't working. Yeah. So just title changes every title match. That's the only way to get him back. Which, before before we go ahead with the, the titles that did change hands, a couple more attendance numbers for you from a couple of shows. Uh, September 20th live event, 950 people. This is the second biggest professional wrestling company in the world. Or sports entertainment company, or whatever. 950 people for a house show. Wow. Uh, Impact, their big, of course, television show. TNA Impact taping in Little Rock, Arkansas. The population of Little Rock, Arkansas is around 200,000 people. Or 600,000 in the surrounding areas. Attendance to the Impact taping, 1,600. Horrible. 1,600 people. God damn. Compared to what those stadiums or exactly can hold? Exactly. And yeah, sure. WWE has been accused before of comping, like just like comping tickets to make their crowds look full. And I can understand that. But they sure as fuck had a lot more than 1,600 paying customers oh, to go yeah. see any random Raw. For sure. So, For sure. you know. And yeah, sure, WWF, WWE has been around a lot longer than TNA. It's the same argument that I just used for UCW versus TCW, where UCW's been around a lot longer. But at the same time, it's not like TNA has had no exposure. People know what TNA is. Mm. And you can still only draw 1,600 people to a television taping? That is ridiculous. Just absolutely insane. So here were the title changes that took hands. Again, every title that was defended on the show changed hands. Uh, The tag team of Zack Ryder and Zack Ryder, otherwise known as Jesse Godders and Robbie E, who are basically like just both Zack Ryder characters. Mm. Because what's better than one Zack Ryder? Two Zack Ryders on the same tag team. (laughs) So those two win the tag team titles because that's going to be a long run. Uh, Chris Sabin, who was six weeks ago, this guy was the world champion in TNA. This was the guy that had the top championship six weeks ago, is now the X Division champion, which makes about as much sense as Dolph Ziggler winning the U.S. title, which if that happens, fuck WWE. But so it, it makes it makes about as much sense as as that happening. So Chris Sabin's your new X Division title in or champion in what was considered by a lot of most people that I spoke with on Twitter and saw their Twitter feeds as probably the worst Ultimate X match that they've ever had. Again, I didn't watch the show, so I have no idea. I can't even judge. I don't even know what an Ultimate X match is. <laughs> the Ultimate X match, like they had that structure where it's got the four pillars yeah. and stuff, and there's like ropes that make an X above the ring, and there's just an X just like a just a red X that's hanging off of a off of the top of the the things, and you have to crawl across the rope or crawl across the structure and grab it. It's based same principle as Money in the Bank. Okay, just without the ladder. So it's just, you got to climb the structure and grab the X and fall with the X in your possession to win the match. Ah, so again, just it's th- that that's the concept. And there's been some really really good Ultimate X matches, but this was apparently the worst Ultimate X match they've ever had, supposedly. Uh, Gail Kim wins the Knockouts title. That's fine. She's probably the best d- uh, female wrestler they have on the roster. And AJ Styles wins 
the world title. So AJ Styles is the new world champion, beat Bully Ray, but last time Bully Ray lost the title, he won it back a month later. So forgive me for not feeling like AJ Styles is going to have a long title run. Mm. It just it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. So those were the results from in the title matches anyways from from uh, Bound for Glory. The rest of the matches really didn't matter. Um, I'm like you. I don't watch the TNA product a lot. But I, I'm, in a, I'm in a big group on Facebook called The Flock. And it's basically a sports group. Oh, okay. And they do, they do predictors for mm-hmm. every... Like, there's a lot of a big wrestling community there. So they do predictors for every wrestling pay-per-view, major wrestling pay-per-view, and a bunch of UFC mm-hmm. events. So they've done a couple of predictors for the TNA shows. And for the last couple of shows, I've been like, eh, whatever. I think I'll do it. I don't watch their product. I'm nine and three predicting their pay per views. How are you? That's so good. It's good. It's it, good for me. It's, it's not good for, for TNA. Well, no. <laughs> it's, it's good for you. It, it's not good for them because they're predictable. Because clearly, someone that doesn't even watch their product can predict seventy five percent of their match outcomes, mm. and that's that's not good <laughs> for them, anyways. Uh, for me, it's perfectly fine. So we've been going here for about an hour. Oh yeah, about an hour and a half now. We're almost we're we're pushing forward. Uh, I think what we might do is um, we'll we'll speed through the last couple of things that we have at the end. But we just quickly wanted to uh, give a little preview for the Hell in a Cell pay per view because that's this Sunday. Yes. So we won't we won't have another opportunity to talk about Hell in a Cell if we don't talk about it now. So, again, there's only three matches right now that's announced on the card, so it's going to be a very quick preview. Uh, but the first, I want to ask you a question. Why the fuck is R-Truth the spokesperson for this pay-per-view? Like, he's on the poster. He's black and he sings. I guess. Is little Jimmy in a Hell in a Cell match? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. That'd be such Maybe a great he match. he would be wrestling the broom. You know what? Little Jimmy versus the broom, Hell in a Cell. I think would be the greatest match in professional wrestling history. It'd be something that like Shikara would watch that and just be like, WWE just beat us at our own game. Because, <laughs> yeah, sure, we had a ladder who was our world champion, but they just had an invisible midget wrestle a broom. <laughs> WWE wins. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, watch Shikara if you don't because it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, so our truth is the fucking spokesperson for the pay per view. Uh, the, that wrestle guy says it's because it's funny. Uh, I suppose that's probably fair enough. Yeah. It's 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 mind boggling to me because like just why? Just like why would why would you do that? But anyways, it it it, it scares me because it makes me think that our truth is going to get like a title shot because Curtis Axel doesn't have a match yet. It's true. So watch like Curtis him get an intercontinental title match but and he already had a title match it's true for it. so i mean i guess he could do it again i mean our truth hasn't held a title for ever a long <laughs> it's been a long fucking long time. while mm-hmm. so i guess it'd be good to slap something on him again maybe i, I mean, just I, I wouldn't want to see curtis axel lose it because i think axel's he's not doing much with it but i think he'd be doing more with it than Fucking our truth. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? I know he's not really doing anything with it, but really, yeah. I like I like Axel as the 
as the Intercontinental Champion right now. But then again, once that changes, I might be like, ah, fuck Curtis Axel. You know, yeah, you never no, know. I, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions with Curtis Axel. Okay. He, um, I, I don't know. I just don't find him entertaining. Hmm. Fair enough. I suppose and, so. And that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Snap. Snap. Uh, okay, so let's get to the matches that have already been announced. Uh, CM Punk in a two-on-one handicap Hell in a Cell match against Ryback. Sorry, Ryback. <laughs> Ryback is Biggie Langston. Uh, Ryback and Paul Heyman. So the Walrus and the Cell. Walrus and the Cell. I think that would be a great book. The Walrus and the Cell. So we got CM Punk, two-on-one handicap match, Ryback and Paul Heyman. Uh, la, 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 how much all came together because Ryback or CM Punk beat Ryback. Right. Uh, and got the fastest time in the qualifying match. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that's right. They had to uh, beat the clock challenge between two people, which I thought was kind of weird because usually beat the clock challenge is like four or five, six matches. Mm. But in any case. Uh, yeah, so he, he won the beat the clock, and he was like, I'm going to give you your handicap match. Because Heyman was like, well, if Ryback wins, it's going to be Ryback and Curtis Axel against Punk. And it's like, ooh, well, okay. But Punk won, so he's like, I'll give you your handicap match, but it's going to be Ryback and Paul Heyman. So I was like, yay, he's in a cell. Hopefully the walrus gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, poor walrus. We named him Gregory. Um, how much longer do you see this feud going on? Between Heyman and Punk, because it's been going for it, a while now. It has been going on for a while, and it, it's not going to. And let let me use my 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 Wallace r- words. Uh huh. I feel it's not going to stop until somebody gets hurt bad. Nice. Uh, right on and see you hear stuff like that out of this feud and it's like even if you kind of think you're getting a little tired of it Mm. it's like man when stuff like that comes out it's just like all right now it's getting real right so now it's it's all right holy crap that wrestle guy has been saying a lot wow Sorry, we have been ignoring Yeah, we've you. been kind of ignoring you. Um, uh, we apologize for that. It's nothing you have done. It's just we, we get in our own little world sometimes. It's and true. We get what? on our soapbox. If, if you want to come over, we got a beer for yeah, you. Yeah, we got it's a beer. Like you know, a, Don't say that. Don't say that. It might be Doug. Don't say that. It might be Doug. I don't want him to know where I live. No. <laughs> but um, um, so it's, uh, Go out by the hospital. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> uh, no, Hogan did not resign. Okay, so there you go. So apparently Hogan didn't okay, resign. So somebody must have photoshopped something Probably. on Facebook. Uh, he's, he says, I would work for TNA if I had the chance. Would you? Only <sighs> if they brought me on as a writer. If if they gave me some kind of power, right? Some kind of creative power that I could change things on will without going to the upper management and saying, "Hey, this is what I think should go," and they'd be like, "Oh." But we don't, don't think corporate-wise, we don't think that works. Yeah. 
Yeah. If if they, they if they would give me some kind of power, then right. yes. Uh I'm still gonna say no. And it's not that I feel like I'm better than TNA. TNA makes well, TNA loses a lot of money in the wrestling business, but they also make make some money in the wrestling business. And I don't. I mean, my my only payoff as part of the the wrestling wrestling community was getting a free T-shirt for announcing that first show, the T-shirt that didn't fit me. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, but uh, honestly, I would say no. The only reason I would say no is that the company's going to die. If you asked me, would you work, if you were offered a job with Ring of Honor, would you take it in a second? Yeah, but you see, they're going to die because they've been, they're doing the exact same thing. Right. Over and over. They're, they're not changing anything mm-hmm. up. That's fair. They're not, I mean, we, we've talked about it and we've kind of mm-hmm. come up with like certain things that that they could do or match wise or shit shit like that that sounded awesome that's true oh yeah the talent is there oh yeah and it's just they're 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 not doing it it's it's almost boring yeah here's here's my way that i would cop out of it i wouldn't work for tna but i would get hired by tna and rebrand the entire company And the reason that I would rebrand the entire company is that when you say TNA in a a wrestling context, if you don't use tits and ass, uh, if you say TNA in a wrestling context, everyone everyone has a certain feeling about it. And in general, the feeling about it is negative. So if I were able to like sort of work for TNA, take over TNA. If I was able to rebrand the entire company, I'm talking new name, keep the talent, but just new name, absolute fresh start. Okay. Be like, you know what? Fuck TNA. Forget about TNA. We're not TNA anymore. Now we're this. So all we can ask you for is give us one chance. True. Okay. So we're, we're going to change what we do here. We're going to change everything that we do here. Kind of like, again, basically what you said. We're going to change what we do here, and we're going to show you that we're not the same company that hemorrhaged money and brought in less than 1,000 people for house shows. We're not that company anymore. Now we're this company predicated on great wrestling. Kind of what TNA was in its earlier days a company that was predicated on having great wrestling, which is what the company was when it was a viable alternative to WWE. So in that context, yes. Um, here, uh, that, that wrestle guy comes in again. My point is I would rather work for a sinking ship and get my face out there beside to maybe work other places if I was a wrestler. Okay, so we can kind of look at it there. If we were... If we were wrestlers, if we were an actual talent, would we would we work for TNA? My answer to that question is no. No. The only reason that I say that is, yeah, you get your face out there, but what context do you get your face out there? I look at like that like that joke I made earlier about Zack Ryder and Zack Ryder. Like it's those two guys, Jesse Godders and Robbie E, who now 
the the only context that wrestling fans have about those two guys is that they're Zack Ryder clones. I would not trust that company's creative with the sweat from my ball sack. There's nothing that I would trust that company's creative with. So if I was a talent, fuck no. I would be staying miles away from the company until until either it dies or the head office of that company is completely stripped from the top down. Get people in there that know fucking wrestling. And I'm not talking about Vince Russo. Fuck Vince Russo with a rubber dildo. Fuck them. People that know wrestling. Get them in there to take over this company. Get fucking Gabe Sapolsky to be the head booker for for TNA and then I would go work for TNA even if it was still a sinking ship at that point I would I would invest in someone that knows wrestling but right now if I was a talent I would I think I I would rather work the indies to be perfectly honest I would rather work Ring of Honor I'd rather work uh just I would rather work the independents than yeah. than work TNA right now but that's that's me and and who knows if I was in the actual position who knows if I would say that? Maybe I wouldn't, but I think I would. Yeah. Nicely put. Bam! Fuck TNA. And fuck Vince Russo. Um, all right, so we kind of got off track there. We're probably pretty close to two hours here. Let me do a quick double check. Well, we're at an hour and 42. Okay. So let's finish this. Um, what do we got? Who do you got? Yeah, who or the CM Punk versus the Walrus versus Ryberg. Ryberg. Goldback. Um I think probably CM Punk. I think CM Punk, but somehow Heyman escapes the cage. I don't know how, but somehow I think Punk wins the match, but Heyman escapes the cage. I'm gonna play it safe. Okay. Just because I think this is going to continue. I can see it continuing. I want to see Paul Heyman get beat up a little bit. Me too. And then maybe, you know, it would happen that maybe CM Punk puts uh, Ryberg, Goldback, RVD in the corner mm-hmm. and um, busts open the door somehow. Okay. And the walrus gets out and then shuts and locks it. Mm-hmm. You know? True enough. You think Brock Lesnar gets involved at all? We haven't seen Brock. I haven't seen him in a while. a long time. No. So it's a good possibility that he might come back to help his friend. It could happen. Um, but it, uh, I, yeah. I hope not. I hope not. I, I'd like to see him stay away from this for the next, for at least a little while longer. Uh, World Heavyweight Championship, Alberto Del Rio, defending the title against... John Cena. Why? <laughs> why? I'm asking you a question. You know what? Fucking they, why? They just they don't even need the match. You know, it would be like ding 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 and Alberto Dario will come out. He will be like Oh, my leg, and fall down, and John Cena will come out and pin him. That That's, that's the outcome of this match. <laughs> I think Alberto Del Rio could bring a cannon to the ring, and Cena would no-sell it. 
No cell arm blown off. Commence. <laughs> Confirmed. Who you got? Are you even going to ask me this? You I, already did. I am obligated to ask you the question. It's in the fucking contract. Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. <laughs> Little Jimmy is your new world heavyweight champion. Because why the fuck? Why is John Cena in this match? What is the point? What heat is there between Del Rio and Cena? Oh, that's right. Fucking nothing. It's just an opportunity for him to get the belt back. Oh, my fuck. That's it. And it's just because he's the number one person who sells the most merchandise. It's friggin' it's fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. WWE Championship, Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan in the Hell in a Cell with the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, as the special guest referee. My only question for you in this match is what rickety-ass bullshit happens this time to ensure that there's no WWE Champion? Maybe the ring falls apart? Quite possibly. Something, it could something be, blows up? They're, they're not really that, like, heavy guys to bust the ring no it's true they're matter of fact they're two of the light three of the lightest guys on the roster. yeah so i mean if they bust the ring there's something really 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 wrong there big show flies in on a helicopter and just crashes the helicopter <laughs> into the ring see that would be a good pay-per-view that would be fucking awesome Shawn Michaels super kicks the ring post and breaks his own <laughs> leg and can't administer the three count possibly vince mcmahon comes out walking to the ring suddenly has a heart attack they stop the show <laughs> um a, f a terrorist brings a bomb into the crowd <laughs> like there's gonna be something that they're gonna do possibly or maybe maybe this has to do with the wyatt family follow the buzzards follow the buzzards okay Possibly they come out, and who should appear again but Kane? No, see, that's too good. That's I, too good. I, I know. Th this would be expert <laughs> writing from the right. WWE creative staff. This would be very fucking high-level stuff. Like, this, Stephanie would her just fucking blow her mind. <laughs> like she'd just be like, buh? Yeah. What's this? A wrestling storyline that follows a logical path. Fuck that. Big Show <laughs> needs money. We've never done that this month. I would like to see that. I would love that. It's too fucking good, but I would love to see it. Mm. I would love to see it. Who you got? Mm. Well, you know... Uh, you you can say vacant. You can I, say vacant can, retains I, I, his title. I can say vacant. Absolutely. But I don't want to say vacant. I'm just saying. I know, but you know it's 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 out there, and you know it's probably going to happen because they. Why would you even say it? I just know. being an asshole. They, they've uh, they're running with this feud, and it's all like Daniel Bryan wins it. And then Triple H takes it away. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck. Just let him have it. Fucking bullshit. I, I, absolutely. Daniel Bryan. Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I miss. Vacant. 
retains the WWE Championship. As much as we may hate to say it, no one holds the WWE Championship. At the end of the night, it is still belonging to Vacant. Vacant for Hall of Fame. It's belonging to Vacant. Exactly. He strips it, fries it, puts it on the grill. Oh, baloney. Stick it in a stew. Stick it in a stew. <laughs> Potato. Potatoes. <laughs> All right. A couple other things. We had an election in Nova Scotia. Whoa. The liberals won. They Boo. fucking destroyed. Yay. Hooray. Exactly. I don't you're, know who you are. You're really all the same, so what does it matter? Uh, yeah, the liberals won. We had an NDP government before. We had an NDP majority, actually. And uh, the liberals won a majority uh, because everybody was like, well, fuck the NDP for doing what you know politicians do. Uh <laughs> The NDP lost 24 seats. They're the first one-term government in Nova Scotia since 1882. <laughs> yeah, let Rolling. that shit sink in. Wow. 130 years it's been at least two terms for every government, not for the NDP. One and done for the NDP. They've uh, messed up. Exactly. Um, our riding was won by a liberal. Ours was one of the seats that the liberal took from the NDP. Because we were we were NDP beforehand, and this time we we went liberal, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually kind of funny. I went to a bar that night with my friend Lindsay, and we drove by the liberal candidates' headquarters, so we expected to see fucking partying, like orgy on the steps, everything like mm-hmm. that. Three people in the place, not one of them was celebrating. Really? I'm like, this is such a Canadian election, it's not even funny. <laughs> that they were just like, well, you know, our opponent ran a really good campaign. <laughs> It's like, celebrate a little, motherfuckers. You won. It's a pretty good paycheck, I hear. That's where most of the money goes. Uh, so, yeah. So, they just they just they totally no-sold it, which was kind of cool. It was like, hey, cool, you're political Cena. Uh, did you vote? No. No, I didn't figure you did. I voted. I don't believe in voting. Nah, makes sense. My vote does not change anything. Hmm. And people might say, if you don't vote... Then you can't, you can't complain. Oh my fuck! Do I ever hate when people stuff. say that? And I mean, it's the most retarded thing you can possibly say when it you comes can, to politics. You can vote, and people will just be like, one side will say they will do this, and mm-hmm. other side say that they will do this, and maybe you will agree with one side, mm-hmm. and you won't agree with the other side. But then when you vote for that side, they will turn around and not do what they yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. And so what's the point? Wh- what, what's the point of going out and, and I guess some people say it's the, it's the moral of it. You know? I suppose. You go out and you pick who you want to represent you mm-hmm. uh, as, as the community. Right. But... No, I represent myself. Yeah, fair enough. If you, yeah, I I don't have any pull, but it's just (laughs) I do what goes in my mind and what's what's percolating up there. Exactly. Yeah, I got my own roads up here, infrastructure. I'm the mayor of my own. Exactly. You run that shit. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Ooh, big (laughs) yawn. That was a big old yawn. We got to get out of here soon. Um, I voted. I did. I went into the little 
hot little building and and made my ex except my ex was writing my own name across all the ballots <laughs> like all the options i just wrote my own name so technically even though i don't think that counts it was just really cool that one person voted for justin robar it was an honor just to be nominated really um <laughs> You know, it was just, it was awesome. It was a great experience, and I loved my campaign and all my supporters. <laughs> oh, fuck this country. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so, so I mean, I've, I went in, but I spoiled my ballot. And everybody's going to be like, why didn't you just go in and vote? Which proves to me that back in 2011, when everybody jumped down my throat, because I didn't vote in the federal election. Because the fucking federal election in 2011 was fucking fraudulent. Because the guy that was proven to be in contempt of Canadian law to be a fucking lawbreaker was allowed to run for prime minister again. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck does that make a legitimate election? So I didn't vote in it. And everybody was like, oh, well, you should even if you went in and spoiled a ballot, you should have gone in and voted. So this time I went in and spoiled a ballot. And now I, I have been getting flack from people. It's like, well, why didn't you just vote for one of the candidates? So I was like, aha. So it's not about voting, motherfucker. It's about voting for who you want me to vote for. Yeah. That's what it's about. And I'm so glad that I caught these people in their bullshit. Because it was never about voting for voting's sake. Everybody gets partisan. That's it. You just Everybody wants you to vote for their party. And sure, maybe it's not a crack, but be upfront about it. If I said, like, I'm not going to vote at all, just be like, oh, well, that's stupid. You should vote for who I want to vote for. At least that's honest. It's not just like, oh, well, even if you go in and spoil a ballot and then the same person be like, well, why didn't you just vote if you didn't want if you just spoiled a ballot that wastes time. It's like, well, there I've just caught you in your bullshit. Mm. So I appreciate the fact that you are a fucking bullshitter. Uh, and there's some fracking stuff going on in New Brunswick. We're not going to talk too much about it. The fracking bullshit. Fracking <gasps> bullshit. Uh, yeah, the Native Americans in New Brunswick are real pissed off. And it seems to me that they're pissed off for fairly legitimate reasons. And the violence that happened to occur uh, earlier this week kind of seemed like it was the police's fault. It, it appears to be so. Trying to push a little too hard, and what do you, I mean, what's going to happen when you try to kettle people in? Well, they're going to try to fight back because that's just natural. So yeah, it didn't end up too well for uh, well for either side really. Forty arrests of protesters and five burned RCMP cars, which was kind of interesting. I guess they were using Molotov cocktails. I'm like that is old mm. school. Um, yeah, so that's all about like oil drilling and everything like that. And it's kind of a fucked up situation. Hopefully it gets resolved relatively soon. Seems to me that the government there has been a little, was a little bit out of line, but you know, I suppose it's hard to say, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, sir? Um, uh, Liverpool bars suck. Liverpool bars suck. Card store girl was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Aunt Jemima, get your game back together. Exactly. Step your game up, Aunt Jemima. Um. That sounded terrible. <laughs> Stop it. That's racist. <laughs> um, the local food is awesome. Yeah, food at the local is really good. Locals, a, a restaurant in Bridgewater. Go, go eat at that shit because it's good. Um, my pee. Ugh. 
in the beginning at the like <laughs> middle of the podcast was awesome. It was fan- must have been fantastic. Yeah. Um I'm glad we got the camera working. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got the fucking camera going. That was that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> it took us a minute. Did your pop ever thaw out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I it was it was delicious. Okay. Um nicely yeah, done. Nicely done. And um yeah. <laughs> you sound you sounded like you really had something to lead into there. You're like, and uh Yeah. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Next week we will have actually a number, I believe, for Collins. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think we're gonna have that next uh, next week. We're gonna have an actual phone number where if you'd like to call into the show, then you are more than welcome to do so. And hopefully somebody does, so that we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> we kind of blew our load here in a two-hour show, and uh, holy crow! two-hour show pretty nuts holy crow we definitely did it ladies and gentlemen that is going to be it for episode number she's a gold digger way over time that digs on me okay we gotta shiki's yelling at us so we gotta we gotta fucking get out of here that's it episode 25 of the no holds barred podcast thanks for the people that uh stopped in to view us on Ustream. it's uh, always nice having you exactly chris geo and uh whoever the wrestling guy was it might have been cody but it might, might not have been uh i can't really tell but uh so thanks for everybody that uh tuned in to take a listen to us this will be up on youtube fairly soon we're going to be out skis for another week we will see you next week i'm justin i'm nick no holds barred podcast episode 25 we will see your asses later baby will you marry me